0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Bill Hartman, a Senior Scientist Emeritus at the Planetary Science Institute in Tucson. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Good to be here. With the 50th anniversary of the first human landing on the moon approaching, you've been getting a lot of chances to reminisce about the early <laughs> days of trying to map and understand the moon.
1: I feel like a D-Day survivor. <laughs> <you know? laughs> How did you
0: get started on lunar science?
1: Oh, I uh, was interested as a kid. Um, and about three, age 12 or so, I got a couple of popular books about the moon. Patrick Moore Guide to the Moon, that was a famous one. Uh, Conquest of Space that had to do with how to send rockets into space. So I had a telescope of my own, an amateur astronomer, 80-inch reflector that I built, and um, got interested. And then, uh, of course, when graduate student time came, is where do you go? <laughs> oh, University of Arizona. <laughs> Kuiper, the lunar yeah. and planetary lab.
0: And one of the things you did as a graduate student, and one of the things I've always thought was one of the most fascinating episodes was what was known as the Rectified Lunar Atlas. A project on which you played a leading role. Could you explain a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Uh, Kuiper, Gerard Kuiper, who founded the lab, had started lunar atlases at the University of Chicago when he was there. He comes out here in '60. He sets. He continues this lunar mapping project. He had collected the best photographs from around observatories around the world, and the idea was to then project those onto a globe our audience needs to remember that we only have one side of the moon facing the Earth. So you only ever get to see the moon from one direction. And um, we projected this onto a three-foot globe. And my job uh, as a graduate assistantship was to take an old 4x5 film camera, height of new technology in those days, and uh, move around the globe and photograph from different directions so that we could see each part of the moon as it would appear from overhead. And uh, that was uh, kind of of interest in general, just scientifically, to see what some of these formations look like, but also you think about the astronauts flying in orbit around the moon, they're gonna be looking down and seeing everything from overhead. So the rectified Atlas had a purpose uh, for for training astronauts. To take out that distortion. That's right. right.
0: You basically discovered a huge impact crater on the moon, one now called Orientale, and extrapolated that to other impact basins. Uh, Could you explain a little bit about that? Did you know what you were seeing the first time you stepped around Oh, yeah, I mean, the first
1: minute. There was a feature on the edge of the moon, which nobody actually knew about. It had been mapped just as some mountains in that region. And I come in one day, and the, the technical assistant, who was also somebody working for Kuiper, had projected an image onto the globe and uh, look at come around and look at this and oh my gosh, there's this this big concentric circle bullseye structure, except they could only see about a third of it because uh, most of the time it's on, most of it is on the other side of the moon. And the moon wobbles a little bit, so they had to pick photographs with the very best wobble in order to even expose this thing. But I had been reading, as a, even as a kid, as an undergraduate and as a first-year graduate student, a lot of the lunar literature, and I could immediately recognize that this was very important because it just had the look of uh, like a BB gun fired through glass. You get these kind of concentric ring fractures, and you get radial fractures, and it had that whole pattern that kind of looked like fractures, for one thing, and then I knew that there had been a big controversy, which was still in existence in 1960-61, about whether some of these, well, all of these lunar circular features, these craters, were volcanic rather than asteroidal impacts. So looking at this thing, it just had the crisp uh, appearance of a a crisply (laughs) surviving uh, impact feature. And um, also, once we saw that concentric ring pattern, it was easy to look at some of the other lunar basins and say, oh, wait a minute, You know, we can see a range of circular mountains around that feature and around this feature over here. So it, it really opened the door to a lot of other features on the moon. Thanks for coming in, Bill. Hey, thanks for inviting me.
0: This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org slash Arizona Science.